Welcome to the Living Rock Podcast. I'm not going to put the title up yet because I just want to give a bit of an introduction first. Because when you see the title, some of you will have an instant um, perception of what we're going to speak about this morning. But you'll be surprised. So if you've got Bibles, could you turn to the first book of Joshua? Well, the only book of Joshua, actually. (laughs) Joshua chapter 1, I meant. Uh, Richard Jones is coming next week, and we're going to go into a series about going through the book of Joshua. Um, and Rich is going to open that all up for us. And, um, but I just thought I'd sneak, sneak one in quick. So Joshua chapter 1, starting at verse 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the river Jordan into the land which I'm about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to the Lebanon, from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country, to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous, because I will lead... You will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the left or to the right, or even right or to the left. And that law will always be on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous? Do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Amen. Amen. So the title this morning is, Daz, Success and Prosperity. Ooh. Ooh. But I want to bring a word of faith to you this morning. And I want to talk about something which is very often misunderstood, misinterpreted, And this morning, I want to really show you what success really is, what prosperity is, what success isn't, what prosperity isn't, and what success looks like to us as a believer, and what prosperity looks like to us as a believer, how we can be successful, how we can be prosperous, and is it right for Christians to be prosperous and successful? Success. I think we all want to be one, don't we? And there's a pressure in the world upon us to be successful. The world is all about success. We often measure people by their employment, their homes, their stuff, the way they dress, the designer labels, even down to our watches, our mobiles and our cars. And when often we meet folk, the first question we ask them is, what do you do for a living? Because when we ask that question, it sort of puts them into a compartment. I was reading a book recently by um, a preacher called Larry Lee, Highest Calling, and he decided that whenever anybody asked him what he did for a living, he said, I'm a servant of the Most High God. And And I thought, wow, that sort of gets the conversation going. 
The, the dictionary definition of success is the attainment of wealth, favour and eminence. The attainment of wealth, favour and eminence. But I believe, as a believer, that needs to be defined differently. You see, Christians are born to succeed. Jesus rose from the dead and set us free from the power of sin and death to give us a new life. And whether you're a window cleaner or a brain surgeon, whether you have a degree, a PhD or a bronze swimming certificate, <laughs> Christians are not born to fail. They are born again into a new kingdom. God has no plan for failure for your life. He has a plan for you to walk in. In Jeremiah 29 verse 11 it says, For I know the plans I have for you. Says the Lord, they are plans for good, not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. And it doesn't matter what your age is, what your stage of life is, what your current position is. God has no plan for failure. I love that film, Apollo 13, when they have that, they have that situation where the astronauts are trapped. And um, this guy is called Gene Kramps, who's the uh, controller. He calls all these boffins together. And he says, gentlemen, failure is not an option. And it isn't for us as Christians. And sometimes we look at the world and the success of the world and we think to ourselves, we'll get involved in the world's things. But God is a successful God. And he wants us to live in that success. Now what success isn't? There's been three great lies that have been promoted across Christianity and across the world over the past 25 years. And the three lies are this. If you work hard enough, you can be anything you want to be. If you work hard enough, you can be anything you want to be. Now, when I was at school, I wanted to be a surgeon. Seriously. I was fascinated by the whole medical thing and I wanted to be a surgeon. But no matter how hard I tried, I couldn't pass maths O-level. I couldn't pass maths O-level. And when I looked at all the qualifications you needed, there was no way that I was going to get them. And I was diligent, I'll tell you. I studied hard, but I just couldn't get past that first hurdle. And there's a sense that you've failed. The second lie is that you can be the best in the world if you really want to be. You can be the best in the world if you really want to be. Now, if I really wanted to be, I couldn't be an ice skater. You didn't have to laugh that much, Wendy. I couldn't be an ice skater. If I really wanted to be an ice skater, I couldn't be an ice skater. And the third lie is, if you don't attain to what the world considers success, you have failed. If you don't consider to what the world considers success, you have failed. And the one thing that I want everybody to remember this morning, and what it's important for us to realise and understand is that as believers in the body of Christ, we are in a different kingdom now. We are in this world, but we're not of this world. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life has gone, a new life has become. And when you look in the scripture, that word, it actually uses the word metamorphosis, and it means that we are a new species. We are new, we are different. 
And we should not accept those lies that we have to attain to things to become successful. Success isn't, being, isn't defined as being the master of one's own destiny. It isn't becoming rich. It isn't becoming faith, uh, famous or a person of influence or incredibly successful in everything they do. So what is success for the believer? Success is defined by one thing. Are you ready for this? Are you ready? Our obedience to the Word of God. Yes. Our obedience to the Word of God. Success is our obedience to the Word of God. In the scripture I started with, in verse 7, in the NIV, uh, sorry, in verse 8, in the NIV, it says, Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so that you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you be prosperous and succeed in all you do. Only then. Only then. You see, we're in a different kingdom now. We're in a different... We are different people. We're a different species. God has set us free. And so God wants us to spend time in his word and be obedient to his word. Knowledge and revelation of the word is vital to our success. We need to know who we are in God. We need to know what God says about us. What the word says about marriage, money, children, work, etc. In that scripture it says, in the message it says... And don't for a minute let this book of Revelation out of your mind. Ponder and meditate on it day and night. Ponder, that's an old-fashioned word. But ponder means think about something carefully, especially before making a decision or reaching a conclusion. Meditate to think deeply about something. Plan, mentally consider it. In other words, apply it to every situation in your life. Situations in our lives where we need to apply the word, in our health, in our finances, in our employment, in our marriages, in our children, fears that we have, uncertainties for the future, because we are pursuing eternal things, not temporal things. You know, I look down that list, and some of those things on that list, I really know how to apply the word of God to. But some of those things on that list, particularly employment, that's been a real challenge for me because I know how to run a business. But when it all goes wrong, I say, Lord, and I'm learning that sometimes when things come into my, into my area, I stop for a moment and I think, Lord, help me with this. Give me wisdom. Because sometimes we try and do things in our own strength. Because when things are going along really great, we don't think about the Lord but when things go wrong, that's when we go, Lord. But sometimes we, we need to be people that all the time are just checking the trim and saying, Lord, what are you saying to me about that? How can you help me with this? What's your word to me on this? In Romans 12, 2, it says, Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Don't be afraid to succeed. Don't be somebody who says, well, that's my lot in life. This is God's handout for me. I suppose it's how it's meant to be. No, 
God is successful. And he rose from the grave to give you a new life. I have two sons, and it would disturb me tremendously if my sons were said to their friends, my, my dad doesn't want me to be successful or succeed. Because I do want them to be successful. But God is greater. Because in, we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit, but so that we can know the wonderful things that God has given us freely, which we find in 1 Corinthians 2. So don't be worried about success, because God wants you to be successful. So what does success look like for a believer? The world has a saying, I'm keeping on, keeping on. If at first you don't succeed, try, try again. And we have an expression at work, and it says, if you do first succeed, it's probably your father's business. <laughs> let's, turn, <laughs> let's turn to Luke chapter 2, verse 48. If at first you do succeed, it's probably your father's business. In Luke chapter 2, verse 48, I'm reading from the King James, but you can follow it. It says, so when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said to him, son... Why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I have sought you anxiously. And he said to them, Why do you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? Because, because they do not understand the statement, but, but they did not understand the statement which you spoke to them. And you see, he who is doing the will of the father is a success. Right. If you're doing the will of the father, you are a success. And ever since I've known that, ever since I've known that I've been about my father's business, I've been a success. The world will try to measure it. But I measure it by saying, I've done what God's told me to do. I've done what God's told me to do. I'll give you a testimony. A few years ago, I started to come along to this church. And... I used to like coming, it was great. I felt a real sense of calling to be with the people. But there was no way that I was going to move here. <laughs> Absolutely not. I told my elders, I told my leaders, I told my apostle at the time, I told them to their face. I said, I don't need to be here. Nobody told me that I had to come. But I knew in the back of my mind that God was telling me to come. But I was convinced that I'd got everybody convinced that I was, you know, this is the word of God to me. I don't need to come. And I had many reasons for that. The biggest reason was financial. I'd nearly finished my mortgage. I was 52, 51. I didn't want another mortgage. I was, you know, everything was just fine in the garden. But there was this in the back of my mind. And all my leaders were very gracious. They never said anything. And I stood here one Sunday morning and I looked around at you guys and I thought, I need to be here. God has called me to be here. And he's, if he wants me to be here, he's going to make a way. Right. And he did. Yeah. And now, just on the financial aspect, I've got more disposable income now than I had when I was lived in Broughton Ashley. But I'm doing the will of the Father. And so sometimes when I think, 
we, Amanda and I, we'll be honest, we look back and we think, well, what was if we'd stayed at Broughton Ashley? But we're not in the will of the Father. And he who is about his Father's business is a success. So you can all be a success right now by being obedient to the Word of God. Matthew 6, uh, 6.33 says, Seek first the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. In the New International, it talks about he'll give you everything you need. And it's interesting that we read the previous verses because the previous verses talks about food and clothes. Food and clothes. Don't we need food and clothes? But you know, when we seek God's kingdom first, he'll provide all the things in life that we need. He will, because he's a faithful God. So be successful. Be obedient to his word and you will be a success. So what about prosperity? Oh, we've heard some teaching on this. Prosperity. You know, we hear about people believing God for jet planes, for mansions. And, you know, sometimes I struggle to believe God for a tent or a skateboard. (laughs) But many Christians have the wrong concept of money. And it's important that we have the right concept. But doesn't the Bible say that money is the root of all evil? Let's, t- <laughs> Let's turn to 1 Timothy 6.10 and see what it actually says. And this is the only time I'm going to mention money today. So in 1 Timothy 6.10 it says, For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And some people craving money have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. It is the love of money, the craving of money. And that would imply that you don't have to have money to crave it. In fact, most people who don't have it are the ones who actually crave after it. And I have known many that have fallen because they felt that they've not attained to the measurement of money that they should have in the world. So is it wrong to have money? And yet Joshua says that you will be prosperous if you're obedient to the word. And as Phil so brilliantly explained last week, yes, we do need to tithe, the scripture instructs us. Yes, we do need to give offerings to God as the scripture instructs And yes, we do need to give gifts to others as scripture instructs us. So what is prosperity for the believer? Prosperity is having enough with what God has blessed us with and enough to do what God has called us to do. That's prosperity. Let me, let me expand that a little bit. Let's turn to 2 Corinthians 9.8. This is what prosperity really is. And God will generously provide all your needs, then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over for others to share. And in the Moffat translation, it says, God is able to bless you with ample means so that you will always have quite enough for any emergency of your own and ample besides for any kind act to others. In other words, I have enough to live. Every time an offering comes by, I can sow. I've got enough money to cover any emergency. And any time there's an opportunity to bless somebody, I can do. That's prosperity. Prosperity. 
That's prosperity. It's not having a Rolls Royce. If you've got a Rolls Royce, God bless you. It's not having an eight-bedroom mansion. If you've got an eight-bedroom mansion, God bless you. But that's what prosperity is. It's living in the blessing of God. But prosperity goes far beyond money. In 1 John 3, 2, it says, Beloved, I pray that in all respects you may prosper and be in good health just as your soul prospers. Success and prosperity goes far beyond money in the attainment of wealth, favour and eminence. Prospering in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Health in your body. Peace of mind. That's true prosperity. So we can be prospering all the time in everything that we do. I know a lot of wealthy people. And in the eyes of the world, they're very successful. But when I measure them to the kingdom of God... They're complete failures. They're complete failures. That seems a, a very radical statement to make. But they're not following Christ. Their children are wherever. Their marriages aren't very good. They're not a blessing to people. They're not serving the community, whatever. Their lives in relation to God are a failure. So success is not all about money. But then, I've never seen a man of God not prospering. Once in, in Psalm 37, it says, Once I was young, now I'm old. Not too old. Yet I have never seen the godly abandoned or their children begging for bread. A man who follows God, who leads his family in the ways of God, is prosperous and he's successful because the blessings of God will overtake us if we're obedient. Money is a part of it. But obedience produces success. I want to really just summarise now with a testimony of my own life. When I was at school, I was known as one of the thickies. Remember, does anyone know what a thickie is? I was a thickie. I was not, I was not the A1 model student. Um, I found study very hard. I used to have extra lessons. I, I suppose I had, what would you call it, special needs. I don't know. I don't know what they call it now. My wife says I've got special needs, but there you go. <laughs> but I was not a clever student. I was enthusiastic. I used to like going to school for a time, but I wasn't clever. And I was literally asked to leave school. I got to a point where the teacher said, you should leave. You know, this is not for you. And I started in work, and I was constantly told that I would never amount to anything, I would never succeed, I would always be a failure. And I started to believe that. But you know, when, you, when your life comes into God, and you see what his word says, it's just marvellous. Yeah. And all of a sudden, God started to change my life. And... I'm now involved in things which are just unbelievable. And I often have to pinch myself. And I look back at my... Um, the other day, um, Mandy and I... Do you remember when photographs all went digital and you, can't, you, sort of, you didn't have to print them? And we um, went on a holiday many years ago. And from that holiday, we never had any of the photographs printed. 
So I said to Mandy, we ought to get all these printed. So then it, when we sort of pressed the button and it sort of said hundreds of pounds, we thought, we won't print them all. <laughs> so we printed a few. And I put them all into these big albums the other day. And I just sat yesterday morning having a coffee, just flicking through them. And of course, all the memories come flooding back. And I just thought to myself, God, you've blessed me so much. You've blessed me so much. You've given me things which back then I just couldn't think I would ever get. But it's not because I'm clever, because trust you, I'm not. But God will bless you when you're obedient to his word. He will take you from glory to glory and increase your measure. And whether you work in business, whether you're a Christian worker, a day labourer, a home worker, a homemaker, I'm trying to get everybody in here, a factory worker, a professional or an academic, you are obey- if you are obeying what God has told you to do, then you are successful. The person with the most, with what he has and all that he has, if he's giving it to God and working it into the kingdom, he is truly successful. And no one becomes richest or most famous unless they're doing the Father's business. Because if it's not about the will of the Father, then it's irrelevant. And we need to be those who are walking in the Word and doing the will of the Father. And then we'll be successful. Because that's how I measure success. It's not something that we have to attain or to reach. Because we can be successful right now, right where we're at, if we're following the will of the Father. The question this morning is, are we obeying what God has called us to do? Are we being what God has called us to be? Are we going where God has called us to go? Are we saying what God has called us to say? Are we living the way God has called us to live? And are we walking in the way that God has called us to walk? That is the question this morning, folks. Let's just stand in his presence. For some of you, this will have been a real challenge this morning. For some of you, you may think, well, prosperity, as Stephen's described it, success, as Stephen's described it, is not for me. But it is for you because it is the will of God. Because we are now in a different kingdom. We are now a different species. We have been born again and we have the mind of Christ. And so, Lord, I just pray for everybody this morning and I just ask that, Lord, you would give them a sense of destiny, that they would know that individually, not corporately, individually, that the hand of God is upon their lives and that as a loving father towards them, he wants them to have the best. He wants his children to the most successful, the most blessed, the most prosperous. And whatever stage of life we're at, The hand of God is towards us and he wants us to be blessed. Not to be fearful of the future, but to know that he has a plan for us. And so Lord, I just pray that as we sing this song, that we would know his call upon our lives. That Lord, if there are things in our lives that we are resistant of, Lord, that Lord, you would allow us just to step back to repent and to follow you, Lord.
and to be a success right where we're at, right now, by being obedient to the Father. Father, we just ask this in your precious name. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. Search for us online and get information about upcoming events and more great teaching.